Hey, I'm glad you're here. Last week, I released the episode on the four agreements and mentioned that I had not intended to take a sabbatical, but that's how it had worked out. And I said that I was excited to tell you a little bit more about what I feel the new direction for the Mission Manhood podcast is. I think it was June of 2020 that I first created an Instagram called Mission Manhood, but I didn't I don't think I started the podcast till later that year or or early the next year. But for the most part, I've interviewed men who are involved in men's work, interviewed men that I met that I thought were doing a good job with some aspect of their life or in their work in general. And that's been a real blessing to me, and I've enjoyed that so much. But I do feel like that season is coming to a close, and I'm not saying I'll never interview anyone again because I really enjoy that, and I think it'll continue to be a part of it. One of the reasons I took a break is because my youngest son was graduating from high school, and that became a little whirlwind, and the summer was just crazy with a lot of family activities. And before I knew it, a couple of months had gone by and I hadn't posted anything. I hadn't made any new podcast. It was a season. It was a withdrawal. And in some ways, I felt almost like the caterpillar that becomes a butterfly. It has to be in that chrysalis for a little while. And it's kind of dark. And I read somewhere recently that in that transformation, the caterpillar just kind of turns to mush as the butterflies formed. And I didn't confirm that. That was probably something I saw on Instagram somewhere. But that's how it felt. It felt like I was kind of being turned to mush and I was just waiting on what it is that that I'm supposed to do here. But I'm growing and learning to trust myself and realizing that I have a lot to offer in this space, especially from the perspective of mother I'm definitely entering into a new era in my life, personally, professionally, across the board. I'm about to move from Texas to Georgia, and I'm very excited about that. I'm going to start a new business under the name of The Deepening Place. I'm going to bring that back, and I'm going to start doing podcast again under the deepening place. And I want those to be episodes that can help people who are interested in transforming their mind and gaining control over their mind and emotions, basically an extension of what I'm doing in my therapy practice. I want to continue to offer that, but I also want to make good quality content for people who can't necessarily afford therapy. So that's what's going on on that that side of it, personally and professionally. A lot of times I've been insecure about my position here because I am a woman. And I think that a part of me has been waiting for permission, waiting for someone to notice, waiting for someone to invite. And part of this withdrawal is realizing that I have everything that I need. There are some challenges in the men's movement. There are some challenges in what has become even jokingly known as the manosphere. And when people find out I have a podcast 
that's focused on masculinity, I'm often asked about, well, what do you think about the manosphere or the men's movement or Andrew Tate gets brought up? As I said, my focus in my practice is helping people learn to control, learn to manage their mind and emotions so that they can be good self-managers and they can live in peace. My focus here is also that it's just more specifically directed toward men. I'm interested in working with men who believe that more is possible and are tired of what the world has to offer. I'm really interested in working with exceptional people. When I say exceptional, I don't mean someone who has found success in the world's eyes. I don't mean someone who has a lot of followers or gets a lot of clicks and likes. I'm talking about real life, real people who are committed to grow and challenge themselves and be something more. People who want to have a vision, they want to grow in grace and wisdom and knowledge. They want to be a part of the solution in the world. What I'm really hoping to inspire are what I think of as kingdom seekers. Those people who are in the world and not of the world, they're going for something higher than just a dollar, than just the shallow success that we find online. So what I'm hoping to build is a community that encourages people who are fighting the good fight, who are wanting to contribute their gifts in a way that's a blessing to the world. And Mission Manhood is a part of that. As a licensed professional counselor, as a mother, as a sister, I'm here to help and I'm here to offer what I can. I'm here to offer my gifts and hope that it helps someone on their journey. My greatest influences in terms of my philosophy and how I believe people are helped are the teachings of Christ, the Constitution, internal family systems therapy, and motherhood. So as a result of that, my, my core values are love, freedom, self-leadership, and what I call the divine dance between the masculine and feminine. I've seen the importance of that relationship throughout my years as a therapist, as a mother, as a sister, as a daughter. Over time, I hope to share more about each of those categories with you. For now, I've always been part of the Christian church. I was Baptist growing up, and I've been a part of a lot of other churches as well. But when I was young, people would say all the time, there are 30 chapters in Proverbs, and you could read one a day, and it would really contribute to your wisdom. And so I thought it would be a great way to start off this new era. Reading a chapter of Proverbs once a day for the entire month of September. Talking about religion and the Bible sometimes makes people nervous, whether they're believers or unbelievers. Some people believe the Bible, and they say, I believe in the Bible. And some people say, oh, I don't believe the Bible. It's just a bunch of controlling words. The truth is, the Bible is older and more complex and nuanced than any of us. And it is 
a wisdom book, and that's my purpose for reading it here today. I believe that it contains, especially these chapters of Proverbs, a lot of good light for the path, so to speak. And these words are sometimes almost in riddles, and so it gives you something to chew on and wrestle with and to think about and to go deeper with. Earlier, I mentioned that what we refer to as the manosphere has some challenges. And one of those challenges to me is sometimes a lack of wisdom when people that don't have a lot of experience, whether that's age or just walking the path that they've chosen, are putting themselves into leadership positions. And so I just thought it would be a great idea to start off with an emphasis on wisdom. Another challenge I feel like the men's movement in general has is the complete absence of the mother figure. And with my experience raising sons, I believe that is such a pivotal relationship. In chapter 1 of Proverbs, verse 8, which I'm about to read, it says, Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching. I believe that when we are thinking about the divine dance and what I've witnessed for so many years helping people in therapy sessions, it's not just the structure and order of the masculine, it's not just the nurture and care of the feminine, but it's those two working together. And that starts in your heart. That starts with you learning to love yourself but the complete absence of mother and that nurturing care in the men's movement, I think, contributes to some of the problems, especially for these younger men, and especially for men who didn't have a good example of the dance from their mother and father, who maybe never had an example of a nurturing and caring mother, and or who didn't have the structure and order of the masculine father in their life. And so it's not just the lack of initiation rights. It's not just the absence of the father. It's the absence of that groundwork, that teaching of the mother that helps a man to become all that he is meant to be. Each day I intend to release a new chapter, and I may or may not add commentary to that. But if I do, it will be at the end. Proverbs chapter 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and let the one who understands obtain guidance. To understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Hear, O son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching. For they are a graceful garland for your head, and pendants for your neck. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, Come with us. Let us lie in wait for blood. Let us ambush the innocent without reason. 
Like Sheol, let us swallow them alive and whole, like those who go down to the pit. We shall find all precious goods. We shall fill our houses with plunder. Throw in your lot among us. We will all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Hold back your foot from their paths, for their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. For in vain is a net spread in the sight of any bird. But these men lie in wait for their own blood. They set an ambush for their own lives. Such are the ways of everyone who is greedy for unjust gain. It takes away the life of its possessors. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the markets, she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy streets, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gates, she speaks. How long, O simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing, and fools hate knowledge? If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you. Because I have called and you refuse to listen, have stretched out my hand, and no one has heeded, because you have ignored all my counsel and would have none of my reproof, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror strikes you. When terror strikes you like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then they will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but will not find me. Because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord, would have none of my, would have none of my counsel and despised all my reproof. Therefore they shall eat the fruit of their way and have their fill of their own devices. For the simple are killed by their turning away, and the complacency of fools destroys them. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure and be at ease without dread of disaster.